Good morning, Holy Cross. This is Pastor Pete here again with Peter Zimmer. And nice to be with you again today, Peter. How are you today? Good. Glad to be with you. Awesome. Uh, today we talk about another attribute of God, uh, one that we talk about a lot at Holy Cross, and that is that God is gracious and that he's a God of grace. And let me just first, as we start off, just maybe give a 30-second or a 60-second overview of what we mean when we're talking about grace and what we mean about the finished work of Christ and uh, what we should come to expect from God's grace. And and here here's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God has given commands to his people, but we've rebelled against him. And then the Bible says that the wages of sin is death and justice from God. And so really what we what we should come to expect in our life is God's justice and his punishment. And, and yet the Bible tells us that in Christ, we actually uh, get the opposite. Rather than his wrath, we get his blessing, his favor, and his love. And so maybe that's the most concise view of or definition of the gospel, I guess, that I can think of. Um, we deserve God's punishment, but we actually get the opposite. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says this, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. What a great summary there of what grace means and what the gospel is. We're talking, of course, of the finished work of Christ and how it, how it secures for us the endless favor, affection, and acceptance of God the Father. He receives us, he blesses us, he pours out his love to us, and it's not based on our character, our record, our performance, but the performance of Christ in his perfect life, his sacrificial death, and his triumphant resurrection. How the finished work of Christ... Uh, frees us from three challenges, three temptations, uh, three, three things in our life that can be really difficult, especially maybe during a time when um, circumstances in our life are, are not as good as we hoped they would be. And, and actually, I'm, I'm getting a lot of this from a book called You Can Change um, by Tim Chester, which is a great book about how God's uh, transforming power um, and his grace uh, actually transforms our life. And so... We'll talk about how God's, uh, the finished work of Jesus frees us from three things. Restless anger, joyless duty, and anxious performance. Uh, so why don't we jump in first and talk about restless anger, and we can just talk about this together. We've had a little time to think about it, but how does the finished work of Christ and uh, what Jesus has done for us, how does that free us from restless anger, right? This this anger that stems from feeling, um, you know, things are not going our way. The world we live in is so is built so opposite of grace that we, from the moment that we're kids, we're kind of told that we get what we deserve, like a transaction, that we do something bad and we get punishment, we do something good and we get reward. And so we yeah. live to like achieve things. And uh, and what that does along with that, I think, is create like a sense of justice, which in and of itself is not a bad thing, but we get this idea of um, 
getting what we deserve. And so we have this paradigm for for what we think we deserve. And so when things don't go our way, uh, it's easy to get really upset about that because we feel as though we're not getting what we deserve. Of course, like you talked about, the Bible definitely tells a different story about what we actually deserve and what we've actually been given in Christ, um, that a different kind of transaction that he's given us because of his finished work, he's given us his perfect life and taken our sin. And that's very unfair. Um, but it's an unfairness that we actually benefit from. Um, but I think, yeah, when we feel like we're getting the short end of the stick, we get bitter at God, we get bitter at other people and, um, our circumstances in life, you know, we get angry. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so much the case that, that we feel that things should go well, you know, good things happen to good people. We feel that we're good. Like our culture has told us that we are naturally good and therefore we deserve good things to happen. And when our expectations of that don't match up with reality and our circumstances, well, that naturally could cause us to be angry. And, and the, God's grace teaches us actually the opposite, that we're, we're actually not good enough, and yet we still get the blessing of God. And when we grasp that, it frees us from bitterness, of bitterness towards God, frees us from bitterness towards others, uh, even the circumstances in our life. This helps us to think of punishment a little differently, too, or, or even just when things go bad. We're, we can still struggle when things go bad. We can still be upset, disappointed, um, but we know that the punishment for all bad things fell on Jesus and not on us, and so that we can know that even in the midst of our difficulty, God is loving us through that trial and whatever we're facing. So what a great thing that the grace of God frees us from this restless anger and can actually um, free us to, uh, to love others, to love, to love God, and uh, to know that his anger uh, fell on Christ and not on us. And that, that finished work of Jesus really frees us from, from anger. Uh, let's go on to the next one, that, that the finished work of Christ on the cross for us uh, also frees us from joyless duty. We know what that looks like, right? That's uh, you know feeling like we do all this work, um, we feel like a slave, and it's not appreciated. And so we have just, we go through um, Christian activity and life with just this drudgery attitude. And uh, how does the, let's talk about how the grace of God frees us from joyless duty and and maybe even transfers that into a a duty that is uh, joyful and activity that is, uh, flows from a heart of of, uh, joy and thanksgiving rather than a burden. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, an easy one to struggle with, and I feel like this is one where, personally, I feel like I can find the most real-time benefit in coming before God and thinking about His grace and where it can kind of shift my mindset the most in terms of work. I can catch myself doing something out of joyless duty, mm-hmm. and uh and can bring that before God and kind of stop and consider the gospel and consider God's grace. And um, I guess I can see the most 
kind of rapid change in my disposition and, and attitude towards what I'm doing yeah. uh, in, in this one. This is just personally, but, um, but yeah, I feel like anytime you feel like you're doing something to um, just cross it off the list or just to appease someone that you feel like is never really going to be pleased by it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to be joyful. Yeah. Um, but, but when you know that you've been given so much an inheritance um, and, and an affection from a loving mm-hmm. father in Christ uh, that we, that we already have that, then it changes our motivation to act and serve out of delight right. and just kind of like an overflow of, of, uh, of, of joy and peace and security. Right. And um, yeah, I kind of think of um, this TV show that you might be familiar with called the voice. And so the yeah. judges have their chairs turned. And so they're not looking at the, the person performing and they're singing and they're trying to win the approval of the people they're singing for. Huh. And inevitably every time when they sing and they get to a point where someone does turn their chair, meaning they've kind of been accepted, you, you see their disposition just totally relax and they free up and they sing more freely and they're more expressive with their body. And I think that's always a picture to me of how, when we know we're approved of now, this is a different situation because they're earning the approval, but once they have it, they are relaxed and free. And I feel like we have that in Christ. And so when we uh, operate out of that, there's so much freedom in that, you know, and joy. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that analogy. Yeah, the motivation really changes. Our motivation to do good work changes from fear, insecurity, hoping to measure up towards just joy and knowing that grateful joy, uh, grateful that God has given so much to us and knowing that he delights in our work and he delights in who we are and uh, his acceptance is not based on our performance. Yeah, what freedom. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, let's move on lastly to anxious performance. Maybe a lot of people, I imagine, find themselves in this camp. How does the finished work of Christ um, free us from anxious performance? And what we're talking about is this constant state of stress and busyness, right? And there's anxious performance on with all of us. Christian leaders can stress over the perfect sermon, the perfect podcast, the perfect discipleship program. Parents can stress over developing you know, obedient children or just getting through the day with children that obey and act appropriately. Um, workers putting in long hours of work in a desperate attempt to prove themselves to a boss or to others or to build a resume. All of these things can be described as, as anxiously performing. And some days, I mean, truthfully, some days we can do a really great job. We perform really well and it goes well and and that could go to our head right we become puffed up and prideful but other days we might not perform as well we feel like a failure and that could go to our heart it could make us feel dejected and defeated and i think the reality of that causes us to live in this constant flux and a constant state of striving and feeling stressed and just that race of of feeling that we have to live up and to perform but god is gracious and the finished work of Christ frees us from having to perform anxiously before him or anyone else. How do you think about this as it relates to anxiously performing? 
Well, I can't relate to this at all. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. This is huge uh, in my life. Um, but, yeah, I think that I'm just reminded of Jesus hanging on the cross and when he himself declares it is finished, you know, and, and just what how much peace that brings to know that he has done everything that was needed. And, uh, and this helps orient the, your perspective to just the momentary and the things that are immediately around us uh, compared to a, an eternity of love and acceptance with the Father. It really helps uh, calm an anxious state of trying to please others and kind of be on the hamster wheel of just yeah. trying to prove yourself to you, to yourself and to others around you to feel good about yourself through what you do. Um, that's just a never ending stressful cycle. Yeah. And I know we all can relate to that. Yeah. The finished work of Christ allows us to not be anxious in our performance, but it also allows us to not have to judge others who fail or don't meet our performance level. Right, we can be gracious to them yeah. when they, when they screw up, uh, when they, when they have uh, make mistakes, or when they maybe even if they're not capable. Um, so we have no, yeah. we have no swagger. We shouldn't the God, the grace of God should keep us from having swagger, but also from um, condemnation to others, and 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 it kind of keeps us in this this good place of um, resting in the finished work of Christ knowing that we are once sinful yet accepted. So those are just three. There are dozens more that the Bible talks about, hundreds more of how the finished work of Christ applies to our life. Uh, let, me, let me finish out just with this, this uh, passage from Colossians chapter 2, uh, verse 6. Uh, just a reminder, as Paul says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Colossians 2, 6-7. Uh, let's leave everyone with that um, as we received him, as we trust in his finished work. So let's now go walk with him. And when we walk with him, it's talking about a way of life, a walking in freedom, a free from restless anger, joyless duty, anxious performance, but walking in faith, abounding in thanksgiving, full of confidence and humility in our day. So thanks, Holy Cross, for tuning in, and we're thinking and praying for you, and hope that you have a great day. Goodbye, everyone, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.